Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curse. With me, as always, is Steven Taylor. How are you two doing? Good. Yeah, doing all right. It was a long week, but um, yeah. yeah. Cram some, some not... I mean, both movies we did were roughly around an hour and a half, so... Yeah, yeah which is nice. Yeah, uh, it, it is. Not, not that I'd begrudge a long movie, but uh, yeah. These, these ones felt concise and they f- also felt like they should be concise like any longer and be like oh okay yeah now you're stretching it yeah exactly uh yeah we're doing like a little bit of dusty horror little little wild people cannibals you know <laughs> the <laughs> the people out in the wild you gotta worry about um yeah uh doing a double feature i actually was contemplating doing both the Hills Have Eyes, the original and the remake. But I think the woman actually has quite a bit in in common with the, the Hills Have mm-hmm. Eyes as well in terms of like, yeah, like this, uh, you know, woman who is out in the wilderness and encounters the, the common folk, as they say, and, you know, yeah. Although it's interesting that the movies have different perspectives, whereas The Hills Has of Eyes is more from the perspective of the family and them mm-hmm. trying to survive the cannibals. Whereas I think in The Woman, you get more of the perspective from the the, the wild woman, the cannibal. Uh, yeah. I don't know if she, yeah, well, I guess she is a cannibal. She does eat the finger. So I was yeah. thinking, I'm like, is that mm-hmm. confirmed she's a cannibal? But. Well, I, I feel like it would be more because the the thing about the woman is the woman sits midway through a trilogy, and I think if you had context of where the where this woman came from, which is kind of alluded to in the opening credits a mm-hmm. bit through some really hypnotic imagery, which Lucky McKee is really freaking good at delivering, um, that's the close. Because I mean, without the context of the first movie, like I I, I was reading up about both the 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 prequel and the sequel to this in retrospect after I'd done, I'd finished watching the movie and um, yeah, I think, but there's definitely a lot more sympathy if in, in the portrayal of the, of her character in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I, I also like that this, the woman is about bringing a wild person into I guess, civilization into the home of this one family. Mm-hmm. I guess not that this family is necessarily civilized, but, um, and then the Hills Have Eyes is about a family going into the home of the wild people instead. So it's like, no matter what, whether you're bringing the wild people home or you're going into their home, you're kind of fucked either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we're starting off with The Woman, uh, which is the more modern movie, which is, uh, you know, in a way good. Uh, but what's that even about? Well, a lawyer puts his family in jeopardy when he captures the last member of a violent clan and tries to forcibly tame her. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, te technically the family was kind of already in jeopardy because of the lawyer, but that's a very non-spoilery description. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, the tagline of this movie is, not every monster lives in the wild. Mm. Mm -hmm. because... And he's a horrible, horrible human being. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, like there's, there's no shying away from that. He is just such a piece of shit, and so is his son. Yes, mm -hmm. and I mean, even Angela Bettis gets dragged into being a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Darlin is the only member of that family that isn't sh well, and the and the the little girl. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, Peggy and Darlin, but like the the little girl almost she almost seems sometimes like too innocent in some mm -hmm. scenes where you're like mm -hmm. mm, maybe there isn't something quite right with her but i know that she i think her character at least features in another movie so yeah i don't, I don't know how true that winds up being and there's a shitload of deleted scenes when it comes to peggy she has mm. an entire deleted backstory about how about the, the thing that they're alluding to with her teacher and everything because she's knocked up you know that at the at the end of the movie where where um the woman points at her belly and says something to the lungs of like baby or mm -hmm. like like so which is the i think the only reason why they let peggy live yeah yeah and um, and she she freed her too so there was a yeah. uh something that the the mother couldn't do which is i think why the mom does end up getting dead <laughs> yeah um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's interesting because there's a book too that uh, that this movie is based on that goes into a lot more of the backstory and kind of mm -hmm. um, clears up a lot of the questions of this movie. Like um, the woman knows that Peggy is pregnant because in the in the beginning of the movie, I think there's a throwaway line that she says, I think she's speaking in Gaelic or she's supposed to be speaking in Gaelic. Um, where she calls both the mom and Peggy mothers. Mm -hmm, so she, mm -hmm. she kind of knows that she's pregnant from the beginning, yeah. which is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, when was the first time we watched this movie? Uh, for the podcast. It was, it's, a, it's a Lucky McKee blind spot uh, for me, for sure. Um, and um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm still trying to figure out where I land on with this movie. There's stuff that I like in it, but there's stuff that's just really, really not great. Mm. Uh, yeah, I also watched it for the podcast. Um, I've only seen it the one time. I really do want to rewatch and see if my opinion changes, but for the most part I did. I did enjoy this movie, actually. It was weird, and I think that's maybe why I liked it, because it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I think what really like is in a way kind of fun about this movie is when you find out just how fucked up the family is because like they're yeah like obviously the the tagline of the movie kind of teases that but then you just find out everything that's going on with this family and you're like uh dysfunction is an understatement about this family like they're really just fucked up so yeah i know and like i thinking back to the very beginning of the movie where we see peggy sitting by the poolside and there's that guy who that douchey guy who's trying to like flirt with her or whatever and she just mm -hmm. kind of turns and looks at her dad and at that moment i just thought oh well he's obviously just like maybe he's overbearing he doesn't want her to date blah 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 she's scared yeah. of him and then by the end of the movie you realize no she's looking at him because she knows that she's pregnant with his baby like that's it's so fucked <laughs> yeah. yep 
and like a it, almost like a teeny tiny bit of not necessarily foreshadowing but like a nod to that that you don't get at the beginning of the movie which is really cool mm-hmm. uh i saw this movie on like shutter tv a while back like mm-hmm. it just came on and i was like all right let's watch this uh i didn't even look it up i didn't like look it up on letterbox to see what people rated it i was just like i'm just gonna watch this and i had a fun time watching it um yeah it was just good it was just a it's a very i don't know it's interesting too that like this movie definitely uh i don't know how much money they spent on this movie but it seems like they were utilizing their budget well for this Mm -hmm. so it's got really good gore Yes. The gore mm-hmm. is solid on it. Um, it does still kind of feel like one of those mid two thousands DTV movies yeah. in a lot of parts, though. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about the music in this movie? Yes, oh, yeah. it yeah. is. Um, not just bad, but jarringly off. Like when he's watching her. Before he abducts her and when he's watching her in the creek, mm-hmm. what is up with that almost like Motley Crue, like girls, girls, girls type of song that they're playing? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Like what? So many, so uh, so many like alt rock choices and stuff. And I'm like, it doesn't fit with the movie. None of it fits with the movie. Honestly, a lot of the time when those songs came on, I just imagined it as what was playing in the dad's head because to the dad this is all normal and he's just got some like soundtrack going almost like he's got invisible headphones in or something (laughs) and it was like the juxtaposition of how normal he finds this to how fucked what actually is happening on the screen is um i don't know some of it worked for me some of it didn't there was definitely some of it that was jarring but like in that scene in particular i was like oh this is just the song that he's singing in his head as he's like about (laughs) to abduct this woman basically (laughs) it was so weird and uh, beyond that i feel like him and uh sean bridgers and angela bettis have next to no chemistry whatsoever Mm. yeah and I, i i had a hard time understanding that relationship Well, we do have a couple emails. Uh, Chris asks, it's, or says, it's actually part of a trilogy, which is wild. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You- yeah. yeah. And I would be interested in going and watching Darlin after this because I'm intrigued to see what happens with mm-hmm. the the daughters uh, further on. And I would I would probably be interested in reading the books too. I love a good horror read. Um, not sure not sure how much I'm in interest i have in the uh, prequel uh, which i believe is called the offspring um Mm -hmm. but who knows maybe one day yeah i think this one's probably the best movie out of the three of them Mm -hmm. um that being said should you go watch the other ones i think if you wanted to explore them i also think that this movie still works on its own like if you were to just watch this and none of the other two movies I don't feel like it's an incomplete experience, unlike other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are definitely some unanswered questions, like who the fuck is this woman and why is she just living in the forest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you don't really mm-hmm. get any that. When I first watched this movie without realizing there was uh, other movies and books about it, I was like, 
how did he just come across this random ass woman that no one else has found in the middle of the woods like i i was very confused about that when the movie started um but i don't know it it, there was also this kind of feel it wasn't quite the same as um oh i'm totally forgetting the director's name but um uh uh killing of a sacred deer the lobster like yeah this movie almost kind of had a feel that like it it could have been almost like in a not parallel universe but you know how sometimes things just feel a little off um Mm -hmm. it kind of had that feel to me that like killing of a sacred deer almost did where it didn't really have like the stilted dialogue or anything but like things were just not quite right and people just kind of accepted certain things were a certain way when they actually weren't and it just kind of Mm -hmm. made it feel like maybe things were slightly slightly off in the universe of it Uh, Brittany asks, why did the mom, or the woman kill the mom? Wasn't she being nice to her? Mm, not really. Not, not, she wasn't, she wasn't being, I mean, there wasn't enough of a bond there. Like, she was kind of, I mean, there was the scene where she was holding the, the two by four and everything. Like, there, there's mm. moments where she could have, that she could have helped the woman and i think the woman there's even scenes where the the shots where the woman is acknowledging that this woman is not there to help her mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it it's the stairs that happen between the two women yeah um the mom and the woman um and i think that scene with the two by four was pivotal in the woman deciding okay the mom is not the mom here is not good here to help yeah. yeah um and i feel like i read some sort of trivia online that it it they kind of went into that in some of Peggy's deleted scenes where her mom also really failed helping her daughter not be abused by her dad, um, yeah. but they didn't they didn't really focus on that too too much um, in the movie itself. That, that I think that was probably more of a deleted scene thing that happened. But but yeah, so there there definitely was a theme of this the the mom is kind of complicit even though she obviously is scared for her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like it's more her lack of action in doing anything to save the woman, like more like her silent complicitness in yeah. what was going on. That kind of at least in the woman's eyes made her guilty. You know, was she as more active as the the father and the son? No, but she could have done a whole lot more for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She could have hit him with the two by four. And also yep. too, like you ask why? Why did he, why did the woman kill the mom? Well, let's be honest. They need to ratchet up the fucking kill count in this movie. Come <laughs> on, Brittany. Come on. They need they need kills in these movies, right? Um. Uh, speaking of kills, we'll get to best kill in a sec. But best line. What's everyone's favorite line from this movie? Hmm. There were some really creepy ones from the dad, like. Yeah when the dad leaves for work one day and he tells his son, don't do anything I wouldn't do, mm. that was that was just, oh, that made my skin crawl, because you know exactly what he's saying to his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't perform incest or do any other gross stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he also has a throwaway line too that's like, that's, that's the good thing about old friends, you don't have to worry about getting a lube job, and I was like, what the fuck kind of guy says that to a like it was just a throwaway line to one of his neighbors or something or one of his <laughs> clients and i was just like oh this dude's weird I, I would say him explaining his missing finger to his secretary 
Yeah. Yeah. Just that whole scene is just so fucked up. Yeah. He's so predatory with every single woman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I like when uh, he's he says dry her off, and then the oh right says is it safe now? It's safe. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> says the man with nine fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Don't trust someone with nine fingers. They don't know much about safety, apparently. Right. And just how nonchalantly he goes back once he's missing a finger, and he's just like, eh. Yeah. And like... Not a big deal. At the the time when he reveals the woman in the the bunker, shelter, shed thing, whatever, to his family, too. Yes. um, You don't quite know just how abusive he is at that point. So at that time, I'm like, why is he showing his family that he's kidnapped this woman? This is so messed up. And then you... It's so weird. And then yeah. you just kind of realize it's always been messed up, and that's why he feels so comfortable showing his family because he knows they're not going to say shit because they're all scared of him. Um, but at that time in the movie, I'm like, this dude is just like he obviously does not care what anyone thinks because he's just going to show his captive to his whole family, and it was it was really weird. I think it's like a juxtaposition of the start of the movie being of like this this big like neighborhood barbecue as well. Yeah, and like presenting him in that kind of a field, and then right away, him hunting in the in the forest and coming across this woman, and then being just revealed to be a horrendous piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, like you get the little inklings of who he is, but you're not, you're never quite sure. You know that his family is like a little bit on edge around him, or like he insults them, or he, you know, especially with that scene in the beginning where he tells his wife mm-hmm. to go grab him a beer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, and like you can tell, okay, they don't have. Th- there's a power dynamic in this relationship that he is yeah. abusing, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that's one of the th- kind of the things that I maybe liked about this movie, especially not seeing or reading the other um, media in tr- in this mm-hmm. universe. I guess mm-hmm. is that information like that is kind of drip fed to you in a way where you're slowly kind of realizing and going along with the story. Um, there's there's another line too that he says something like, um, "All the women in this family, your mother, your idiot sisters, and you," where he he's talking to Peggy, and up until this point we only see one of Peggy's sisters. We only know that she has one sister, I, but this throwaway line um, because as it's revealed, actually I don't know if it actually is revealed that the uh, woman kept in the barn is his daughter, the the dad's daughter. Um, but there are little throwaway lines like that that kind of clue you into what's actually happening. Um, and they could have been a little more obvious about some of it because I did have some questions by the time I finished the film. But then when you go back and realize or, or do a rewatch of it, you're like, man, this stuff, it's its all baked in there. It's just not obvious about it. And I, yeah. I did kind of like the way that they revealed that kind of information. Yeah. Even if some of it was a little confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and I, I don't, at least in the career that I've seen, I don't see Angela Bettis as an actor that's that's really pushed forward as a powerful character. No. Mm. She always fe- feels a bit submissive. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, even going back to, to May, like, May is a mousy character, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um. All right. Let's see. We've got uh, best performance. I mean, for me, it was the woman. 
Um, yeah, Pollyanna McIntosh. I, I agree, yeah. Yeah, she does so much with so little. Like, a lot of her performance is not just her, like, it's a physical performance more than anything, but yeah, just fantastic job. Um, I mean, I also did like uh, Sean Bridgers as, as the dad. I mean, mm -hmm. he was delightfully just twirling his, his non-existent mustache uh, throughout this movie, and I was here for it, so. Mm -hmm. Any other performances? Uh, I didn't mind Peggy, the daughter, either. She had yeah. some good body language throughout the movie that made it obvious that she was not okay as a person. Yeah, she kind of has these horrified eyes the entire time. Yeah. Like, Which I don't is... think it ever stops. Yeah. Which is pretty understandable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh... Best kill? Um, I would go with Brian. The kid. Yeah, fuck him. Oh, that was satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hardcore scene. That was probably the best one. I mean, for me, it was a toss-up between the mom, the dad, and the son. Mm -hmm. Like, all three of those were good, but I do think the son's was you know, more dramatic, more... Yeah. Uh, more production value heavy than the other two like what the dad gets his heart ripped out and then the mom gets beaten to death but like yeah and her face chewed off too yeah, yeah. i kind of lean I, I do also lean a little bit towards the mom the mom was pretty cool the, the dad getting his his heart ripped out did feel like we could have gotten a little bit more with that like mm -hmm. considering he was kind of the big bad of this movie i was like Really, just ripping his heart out? Like, go full Mortal Kombat on this bitch. Just fucking, like, rip him to shreds. Well, was... I think it was ripping his heart out and taking a bite out of it, I think, was, yeah, like, the additional piece to it. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Just yeah, there's... A little more insanity. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's part of me that expected a little more, like, rage, you know? Like, just beat the shit out of him because you... But I, I think the woman is a bit more controlled than that. I think... I think the the ripping the heart out needing it was supposed to be a power move on her part, you know, like like the old the old uh, wives' tale: if you eat the heart, you get their powers. <laughs> um, but I I agree that it, it kind of would have been good to see her take out a little more of her rage on him. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. Double's uh, decision. Not hitting him with the two by four was mm. my. I mean, or yeah. you know, marrying a murdering psycho as well. But you know, I totally understand how some people get trapped in that. So yeah, not not using the two by four on his skull and then potentially also taking out your son. Although that would be a harder decision to make. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of people frozen in place in this movie. But I mean, that could be all attributed to trauma. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Whoa. It's hard to say, and it's hard, and, and then you get into that whole victim blaming um, conversation, which is never one that you want to get into. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think all the all the blame, the dumbest decisions, rely in the lie in the hands of Chris. Mm -hmm. Especially like losing your finger and just being like "dody do" right back into it. You know, like that's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. like at that point, you deserve everything that's coming to you. Exactly, like just back away at that point 
you're in a mm-hmm. way over your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the mom's death really is so tragic because of that whole stuck in place thing. Like, yeah. you can tell she, she really wants to get out. She doesn't condone any of this. And obviously she's some... She has some complicity in what's happened because she's obviously all that shit's happened to her daughter. But when you're married to a guy like this who has kind of has made it clear in his actions that he's willing to hurt you and potentially take care of you in the sense that he's going to murder you. Yeah, yeah, that 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 frozen in place really does kind of describe the mom really well. Actually, once they're once they're torturing and then feeding the, the teacher to the dog yeah. like I, I i think the complacency just by doing nothing nothing is the dumber dumber decision maybe the secondary dumb decisions but again like how do you how do you blame that yeah with with abuse that you haven't seen yeah well yeah and they already have one of their daughters in the barn basically as one of the dogs so yeah. There's oh yeah. There's a whole there's a whole backstory to this family we we get glimpses of but don't see the full picture of that is just horrifying. Yeah. Cool. <coughs> okay. Robotessen. Yeah. Yes. Definitely wasn't me hitting my pen too hard at all. Oh, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. <laughs> all right. I think it's time to rate this movie. What's everyone think for a score? I'm going to go last on this one, or I'll, I'll let Taylor go first on this one. I'm still trying okay. to mull it. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to give it a super high score. I, I was thinking like 7.5. I think I feel like seven's a bit too low, but eight is a bit too high. Um, it, it, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I'm kind of surprised that I don't feel like a higher rating considering how much I enjoyed it, but that seems about right to me. Um, I, I always love a good, like, wild person gets revenge too for some reason. Yeah. Um, even though she is a cannibal, so she's probably not morally <laughs> that great of of a character. Um, but especially like at the end, where both of the daughters like walk off into the forest with them. I don't know. I I I liked how they wrapped up the story. Um, I I didn't I didn't have too many issues. But this is also a movie that's going to be on my rewatch list, um, mm-hmm. and I am going to probably watch the other movies at some point and potentially read the books. So we'll see. I I. I might change my opinion, but I feel like my opinion might get better if I read the other stuff too, so who knows. Yeah, fair. Um, I think I'm going to rest on a 6.5. Um, there's a lot that... Th- there's stuff that I like, and and uh, I believe the last 20 minutes, 25 minutes, is like the strongest points of this film. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much that takes me out of this film um just kind of logic gaffes that music like i i it was it was hard for me to 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 reconcile some of those music choices and stuff (laughs) and and a lot of it just feels just like that it wasn't fleshed out enough or thought they thought through enough as far as this execution Mm -hmm. um there is stuff i dig in it but and, and i don't overall hate this movie but yeah there's just I, I just wish it was better. Mm-hmm. Fair. I'll give it like an eight. I I did like it, and I do largely enjoy it. I don't think it's perfect. I think it definitely uh, feels like uh, a movie that, for better or for worse, kind of exists in and of itself. I don't think this is a movie that you necessarily need to watch with um, 
you know, as part of this larger trilogy. I mean, I guess for, that's it's kind of hard because it's like in a way like I kind of wish this movie felt more into the universe, but at the same time, it doesn't also feel as singular as it could either. It feels kind of weird. Like it feels like this movie couldn't decide what it wanted to do. Did it want to connect to the previous movie and the one that's eventually coming after it? Or did it want to be more of itself? I don't know. I think that was kind of where I was a little like, hmm. And I think if you Mm -hmm. were to just watch this movie, while it is very much kind of standalone, I do think there was a few parts to it where I was like, oh, you know, like, they kind of leave it in that more, that very cliche, like, go watch this movie to find out what happened here. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, you having said that, it does make me think, like, the beginning of this movie especially really makes it feel like you're picking up in the middle of the woman's story. Yeah. Um, and that maybe more of a focus would be on the woman and her story. When in actuality, this is about the family and their story and how it seems to like kind of more cross paths with the woman. Um, yeah. Which which maybe is part of that disconnect of like, you know, you, you maybe kind of feel like there's two different things going on that don't quite mesh up. Um, and maybe if you had watched The Offspring and the other movies in this trilogy, it would make it feel a little more cohesive. But um, yeah. I, I still did like the opening with, with the woman and the kind of hazy montage of what I can't even remember exactly what was going on in those scenes. But um, yeah, you you saying that kind of does make me realize like there is a little bit of a disconnect between kind of separate stories that kind of feel like they're happening. But mm-hmm. one of them doesn't yeah. really like the story of the woman. We never really get the answers with that or the story with that. She's kind of just uh, the catalyst of the story with the family. So, anyways, yeah. that was just a random thought that came to me. Yeah, no, and it's like I don't get me wrong. I still largely enjoy this movie. I mean, an eight is still a good score. It's just you know, if I'm thinking about it, I would have liked maybe you know. <laughs> cue my infamous referring to Friday the 13th, but, like, have some sort of, like, recap of the last movie to at least maybe give a little bit more setup for this one a bit more. Mm-hmm. Especially because, yeah. like, the previous movie was not a largely watched movie. Nope. So, mm-hmm. like, I think it would have been beneficial for them to at least try to, uh, you know, explain things a little more than they did, but... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we also live in the world nowadays where, you know, you can watch those movies probably pretty easily and you can also read up on those movies very easily. So mm-hmm. maybe it's not as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be, but Yeah. I mean, yeah, I will say, um, I did get once a couple of things were clarified for me when I like kind of read up a little more about this movie, I did feel like I got more enjoyment out of it. Um, so maybe that maybe that helped with uh my overall feelings about this movie too yeah but yeah and again still a good movie just you know you could tell that this is what happens when indie small filmmakers try to play in that larger universe they just don't always have the finesse and the ability to kind of like properly be like hey this is how these movies all connect or anything like Mm -hmm. you know like sean cunningham and wes craven and all those guys like Say what you will about them, but at least they were very good for always <coughs> at least being like, hey, these are how these these all connect. And, you know, mm-hmm. they even if it wasn't all laid out in the first movie of those of those franchises, at least they 
had some idea of how to set that up and, and continue that. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. Kind of a weird complaint, but yeah. It's like somebody wanting to play in that playground but not quite having the skill set is, I think, the best way to describe it. Um, yeah. Cool. I think that's 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 it for this episode. Just don't go capturing wild women in the in the wilderness. Yeah, that should be kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> just, just don't abduct women. Just <laughs> about just yeah. a general rule: don't abduct women. Don't yeah. abduct anybody. Just leave them. Don't leave them be. Don't be a misogynist. Yeah, also, let's, let's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the glee of him and his son watching that teacher. It's so just, fucked up. It's yeah. so fucked up. It's such a fucking insane scene. Yeah. yeah. And like that's that's part of the kickoff of the third act, right? Like, and it's yeah. just mm-hmm. it's just so dirty and disgusting and like just horrible. Yeah. Horrible. For sure. So glad that kid got cut in half. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very satisfying that they both meet their demise like very quickly after. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Will Dead. Uh, my website stevestebbing.ca, and I'm on the Shift every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time on any Chorus Radio Network. Uh, um, yeah, 11 p.m. Thursdays, and uh, you can catch me once a month on a, a podcast called After the Credits. Uh, the one we did this uh, month was on Cocaine Bear. Mm. there you go cocaine bear very good movie yeah I, I had so much fun with that movie it's it's a great b movie done with the with the with the hollywood big budget sensibility mm-hmm. and um yeah i still i'm still blown away that uh, elizabeth banks had that movie in her yeah because mm. lord knows it was not uh charlie's angels so no I, and i hope that she kind of expands and, and and does more crazier stories Mm-hmm. Due to that, yeah, mm. oh, I love Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Cool, Taylor. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, every once in a while, I hang out on Twitch or Instagram under the username Techronomicon. Um, I upload scores for the movies we watch on the podcast on Letterboxd. Although I think I forgot to do that for one of them this week. <sighs> um, and yes, I know. I, I go to jail. Instantly go to jail. <laughs> Done. Um, Cancelled. No. Wait. No, I didn't mean it. I was just joking. Um, and then if I do anything else on the internet of note, I... Oh, excuse the car racing behind in the background. I will post about it on my blog, which is circianic.home.blog. Cool. Uh, I'm over at 3 com, where right now you can catch my review of such hotly anticipated movies like John Wick Chapter 4 or Dungeons and Dragons. Or you can hear me rattle off how disappointing the Boston Strangler movie was. So there's always that. Uh, Don't go see 65. I went and saw that movie in theaters and I thought it would be cool. Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. But it literally was the dumbest movie I've seen in a long time. And I've seen a (laughs) lot of really dumb movies. So... This is where I out myself in saying that I didn't hate it. It felt like a nineties movie. I did give it like a six out of out of ten. Like, even though it was incredibly stupid, a dinosaur getting killed by a geyser 
blowing hot steam into its face. And then it's like face just dropping to the floor was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. uh, the ending of the movie was just, I was, I was laughing and it was not intended to be a comedic scene, but I was laughing out loud at just how stupid the movie was. So (laughs) conversation for another day, how stupid 65 is. Um, (laughs) But yeah, cool. Well, until the next episode where we talk about The Hills Have Eyes, bye for now.